We don't want to wait. Uh, we don't want to wait. <laughs> My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. And we're, we're chilling with Sabrina. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Chapter four, chapter five, chapter six, chapter seven. Witch Academy, Dreams in a Witch House, an Exorcism in Greendale, and Feast of Feasts. The what Thanksgiving I episode. Was called the Witch <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll be sticking to our format of top five, but right now it's just my top five, and I probably have enough for both of us to talk about stuff. Um, so, um, I should ask right off the bat, uh, how, how are you liking Sabrina? Um, hmm. Hmm. I mean, I like it. Okay. I thought, I thought the setup, the first three episodes like setting up of everything was more interesting than these really okay they were they were okay they were like, good. i think there's a lot of will world building and there's a little bit of kind of like oh let's give us like a one-off thing you know like especially the dreams in a witch house that was definitely yeah yeah these kinda. are beginning these are beginning to be more standalone mm-hmm. but more bingeable as well <clears throat> mm-hmm. i think they all end where you're just like, oh, next episode, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So my first uh, point uh, is uh, the Witch Academy um, and just talking about um, – well, first, like, we find out the Academy is uh, – she has to go there for three nights and she's in the muggle world for uh, four nights. <laughs> I know. It's like we get the best of both worlds. Yeah. She does real school and she does witch school. We also have like, you know, instead of the platform in nine and three quarters, we have the train station, which is Gehenna Station, which I guess is is Gehenna like hell or something like hell or something like that. Okay. I I figured you'd be like, oh, this is something biblical. I know all about this. (coughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, inside the uh, we see a uh, giant devil statue, which is uh, what we're that's the statue we were talking about last time. Uh, Apparently, Satanists are really offended that this uh, giant devil statue was just this ridiculous-looking, you know, goat head devil with some children looking up at it. Is pretty much like the same kind of statue that they used in their their their, in their non-warship or something. No, it's it's really weird to consider that people are actually devil worshippers. Like, really? I, yeah. <laughs> and, but it's you're also, just, like I don't know. I, I just, I just think, I just think. All right, I, I am. I guess I apologize to any Satanists listening. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, I think it's kind of dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I'm not a uh, God-fearing guy. I just think I think it's all um, nothing, or if it's all, I don't believe in any of it. So that, to me, like Satanists are idiots because it's just like their whole thing is like being like rebellious and having your own identity. I was like, but you still have to have some sort of like idol to look up to. Like, a, like you have to like have a stupid-looking statue that you need to like uh, be offended that somebody is. Mocking yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry, you know. I'm sorry, Satanist, but you're ridiculous. It's just so dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Um, we find out. We also meet. But a, oh. every, but we respect everybody's religion. <laughs> everybody's religious beliefs. Yeah, I know, but it's like it's like it's not even a religion because they're like we don't exactly. we don't believe in anything, but we believe in freedom and identity and all that. But it's like, uh, I I, it's not if it's not a religion, then why are you getting upset when like like why don't you guys like. I don't know. Worship like like Mickey Mouse or Buddy Christ or whatever. Like who cares? Like a freaking coffee mug. Like who cares? Like why why worship something if you're not actually worship? Uh, uh. I know. I can't actually articulate how I feel about it either. But it's ridiculous. All I can say is it's, it's ridiculous. I just find it lame. <laughs> like I just yeah. think it's like yeah, we listen to a lot of metal albums and bleh, you know f you to anything that's you know people believe in. Bleh. Yeah, it just seems phony. I don't know, whatever. It just seems like something people in their basements would worship. Anyway, so all the Satanists are gone now, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess it's like okay. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't seem real to me. I don't know. <laughs> exactly, it seems phony. <laughs> Uh, we meet a new character at the Witch Academy. His name is Nick, Nick Scratch. Oh, Nick Scratch. He's going to give uh, Harvey a run for his money. Is this a reference? Like, uh, okay, so we know the term Old Scratch, right? And that's an old term for the devil. Oh. So my theory is that Nick Scratch is somebody who's going to be possessed by the devil um, or maybe is uh, constructed by the devil to be his spy. Well, I just, I just feel like for right now he's he's a temptation. Yeah, because he's like <laughs> Harvey is so you know wholesome and sweet, and Nick is like sexy. Yeah, he's a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Although we haven't seen them abs yet, so I'm not convinced. Oh. I mean, you, got, you have to show them abs and do some pull ups in this universe to. Uh, <laughs> Show how much of a bad boy you are. Uh, we get some background on him. He was involved with uh, Prudence, Agatha, and Dorcas. Uh, yeah, because they're very suggested. They have the they like. Yeah, was uh, ha- were very suggestible. So I guess you're if you're with one, you're with all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, he says it was because of a mind control thing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> in feast to feast, he seems to come out to, to show up, and uh, he's uh, he's a part of the whole uh, orgy in Ambrose's room. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we have this uh, also this exchange with Sabrina. Like he he sees if he can help her or whatever, and then he says that um, you're a rebel, Spellman. That's how I like my witches. And she says, I have a boyfriend. And he says, you have two worlds. And uh, I'd be down for sharing. Which is like, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, she can go to her human school and have Harvey. And she can go to her witch school and have Nick. Yeah, yeah. So we find out at the school they do this uh, hazing ritual called the harrowing. And a little bit of background on uh, Zelda and Hilda. Zelda actually hazed Hilda and she harrowed her. Of course she did. And speaking of, of course, Prudence, of course, is like in charge of the harrowing and she's happy to torture the hell out of Sabrina. Um, And she says some pretty awful things about her parents. We have these like three stages of the harrowing. Uh, The first, Sabrina wakes up in a witch's cell and it's like, witches suffered here. So you're going to have to suffer like they did. And um, 
That was boring. Boring. What was boring about it? I don't know. Just her being in a cell was boring. Like nothing's going on. She's just in a cell. I don't know. Well, I mean, she closes the door and it's like, it seems that something scary is going on behind the door and she screams and then, which gets Salem's attention. I did like the payoff though. Like they come and open the door the next morning and she like pretends that she's gone mad. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that uh, Salem protected her. Mm-hmm. And she mentions he can get anywhere in goblin form. So uh, we we now know that that other form that he takes is a goblin. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was some new information. Okay. Uh, the second stage of the harrowing, she's grabbed in bed. She's taken to the woods. Um, they said basically um, that witches are usually stoned to death if they looked up as they're walking her through. Um, they disrobe her and they tell her to stare at this tree until sunrise. Don't turn around. And, uh, there was no ace of bass playing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I, this reminded me of, uh, the village Uh where, you know, you have to hold, have your back to the forest the entire time and don't like, you know, don't look, but I like this whole thing where it was just like the sounds of creatures or here in the background that then we hear Harvey being like murdered and then we hear her mother and her father and just the sound of bones cracking and flesh being torn. Mm-hmm. But uh, she stands, stands her ground till morning. And then the third one is uh, meet your fate, which is uh, they bring a noose to a tree. She says 13 witches um, were hung and Sabrina says they had to be disappointed by this whole tradition. And it turns out that um, she's made friends with some ghost kids, including the little kid Quentin that was giving her a guide around the Witch Academy. Mm-hmm. And these kids all were harrowed to death. And um, so um, they all start chanting, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. And all three of the sisters are like hung in midair. And... Um, and so they decide – the sisters obviously are like, well, yeah, we're done with harrowing. Um, and Sabrina – I love this part where Sabrina like offers Prudence a hand up and then threatens to choke her to death on her own blood if she says anything about her parents again. Just like, ooh. Girl. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hardcore. So yeah, I like that. I, I, I enjoyed the whole harrowing. like the version of hazing. But it's mm-hmm. also like – God, it, it – I, it, it is a lot – I can't help but equate it to the Harry Potter universe because yeah. there's stuff that happens to these kids and you're like, parents willingly send children to the schools to like possibly get murdered? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking this. I thought the same thing from the beginning. There's so much uh, – so much like Harry Potter, so much like – you know, just the whole di- the whole idea of like – I mean, and I know it's like the hero's journey – yeah. But just that she's special. She's not like she's not like the witches. She's not like the humans because she's she's half to, human, half. I was I was gonna I was gonna say half breed, but that's kind of <laughs> I don't want to say that. That's terrible. Yeah, that's kind of offensive as we just talked about. But Every but do they call her? <laughs> do, yeah, do that? Don't they call her that? Does not Prudence call her that? Yeah, or is it yeah. just my imagination? I think yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to write. I just write down mud blood. Uh, uh. <laughs> all right, my second point is all about the Batty Bat stuff and the dreams in the witch house. Um, so Batty Bat gets uh, released because uh, Sabrina has to crack open this puzzle called the 
Acheron configuration. And okay. So she can get into Conjuring class defense against the Dark Arts. Um, and so she uses Edward's journals that uh, Nick grabs for her. And she sees a sketch of her mother with her eyes closed. And so she closes her eyes and starts pulling the dials on the puzzle. And it breaks open. And red dust falls on the floor. And um, and then we have this demon. And like I said, it's like it's like the beginning of uh, these bingeable endings. Like this demon is loose in the house credits. You know? Yeah. Um, both, uh, both. And it's like, I, I'm supposed to stop now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you expect me to do that? Both, uh, both the, you know, I'll, we'll get into details later, but both this, this episode, the dreams episode and the exorcism episode end up with like, you know, like, oh crap conversations with Wardwell where it's like, oh, what's going on, you know? And then credits. And then of course this last episode, the last episode we watched, Feast of Feast ends with Agatha, Agatha and Dorcas, uh, smashing the, uh, voodoo dolls. So some good bits. Yeah. They, like they know what, what, what network they're on. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about Wordwell, it's so weird. Like, she's not a villain, and she's not a friend. She's like something else. Mm-hmm. She's like both. I have a whole point dedicated to her, so we'll... Okay. All so, right. So the Batty Bat stuff. Are you interested batty in Batty Bat? bat? <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> I do love... I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting that they thought... That they had a uh, beater, but mm-hmm. that was just the dream. Yeah, it's they classic. They were just having a dream. Yeah. Hilda tucks her in and she's like, you know, the, if it cut loose, we'd all be stuck in our own personal nightmares. And I'm like, oh, so they're all stuck in their own personal nightmares right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have said that unless that was the case. Yeah, this reminds me of Nightmares, you know. Oh, the Buffy episode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, less clowns, thankfully. Um, yeah, yeah. How everybody has their own worst nightmare. This is my worst nightmare. So I, I, I wrote down each one. Like, so Sabrina's is at the high school, and everybody, everybody she knows is at the high school. Um, Harvey proposes to her, but <laughs> it's like she's still worried about having to tell him the truth. Um, and then, um, then she finally admits it, and he's he's okay with it. And then, she, then of course we have Nick, who like makes one final plea to be with her before her wedding. And then her father shows up to walk her down the aisle. And then Harvey's dad. Like she's 16 years old. <laughs> Stop. She's a baby. This is Sabrina's dream, you know? And then, yeah, right at, right, right as they're about to get married, Harvey's dad stands up, tries to stop the wedding. And that's when Harvey starts choking her and says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. And he puts her in the Iron Maiden. Excellent. Um, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, this is another. It's like every one of these dreams. It's just Batty Bat trying to find out what the spell is that Zelda conjured to trap Batty Bat inside the house. Um, Ambrose, uh, I like this whole thing where a body shows up and it turns out to be him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Where it's like a cycle, a cycle thing, cyclical. Yeah, loop a, thing. Alas, poor Ambrose. I knew him well, and then he eats his own heart. <laughs> Hilda asks how his heart tastes, and he says, bitter. <laughs> um, I, I love Ambrose. He's so <laughs> melodramatic. So, oh, he's, he's yeah, delicious. He's great. He's great. Uh, it's actually in this dream that we first see Wardwell pop up like, oh, wrong nightmare. <laughs> 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 I just loved. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, and they, he like wakes. I love the end of this where he wakes up and he's he's the body that's being autopsied. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hilda is hers is romance getting romanced by Hawthorne. And mm, being, that was great. Being oh, tormented I, by Zelda. I enjoyed I enjoyed Hilda's dream. Um, Hilda th- puts like some sort of like fleshy gag over Zelda's mouth and goes and has her date with Hawthorne. <laughs> and gets drunk, and then he says that he ate his stillborn brother in the womb, and then he oh, opens his shirt. <laughs> And then she discovers, much like he is sewn to his stillborn brother, she is now sewn to Zelda and, like, ends up, like, on the floor screaming. Yeah, Um, and I can imagine, uh, yeah, that makes sense that they're sisters, they love each other, but they hate each other, you know, uh she resents, they she resents Zelda, Zelda resents her, so, yeah, that was really good. And and, And it fits with Hilda's character that she's lonely, that she's, uh, would get excited to find out that somebody was interested in her romantically, right. even if it is him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's very debonair when he wants to be, though. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he is not Balky esque at all. Nope. And he's got this deep voice, too, which, like, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're miles away from Cousin Larry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Zelda's nightmare, like, where it starts off and she's telling these Bunch of kids, the true story of Adam and Eve. <laughs> um, and uh, and then she says, uh, "Then okay, so the sisters are going to dine with them in human form. Sorry, the Dark Lord is dining with the sisters in human form. Zelda decides to roast this little Augustus Gloop-looking kid. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you know, last week we were talking about how shocking it was that the witches ate people. Uh-huh. Was it so when we get to this, this makes sense yeah. that witches eat little boys like Hansel and Gretel, uh-huh. witches eat children. And but last week, uh, who's the guy, the the warlock that they brought in the body? Oh, God. Uh, you know, but you know what about or something like that? that, they, that they, yeah, that they uh, mentioned that uh, about having long pig for yeah. dinner. Well, OK, I guess he's. Technically, is a child because he was in was he in high school? Yes. So he was he was a child, but I wasn't thinking like witches eat children. But this works much better that she right. would. Uh, well, we're going through like, many stages of cannibalism where it's like we mentioned they mention it like earlier, and then all of a sudden here she's dreaming about roasting a little child, and then in feast of feasts we have straight up cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Zelda is jealous of her sister as much as her sister is jealous of her. Like, uh, you know, he, the Dark Lord, of course, in her nightmare prefers Hilda, flirts with Hilda, leaves Zelda crying in the kitchen. And then it, you know, then her nightmare ends up with her killing her sister. And, um, but unlike what usually happens where she goes and buries her, the Dark Lord says, this is... This time she's gone forever. And so Zelda's nightmare ends with her screaming for her younger sister. So, um, but uh, yeah, so Wardwell ends up using the voodoo doll to wake Sabrina up. She finds a spell to banish Batty Bat. And she has this argument with Salem, who's just kind of talking back, meowing. <laughs> mm. Uh yeah, there's this whole thing. Like, the voodoo doll wakes Sabrina up, and then later, like, she grabs an egg timer, 
and gets woken up by the egg timer. I'm like, man, this sleep demon spell isn't very heavy if like an egg timer can wake you up, you know? Um, but um, she ends up uh, using Zelda's spider familiars to trap Patty Bat in some webs. And uh, she says, dream catchers catch nightmares, which was pretty cool. I don't know. I like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. My next point is for Wardwell. Um, so her path through this whole thing is um, she's first sending her raven, her trusty raven, to spy at the academy. And Prudence catches it. And Faustus says the school is his domain. And um, so she goes to the uh, mortuary, pretends to be a client. And uh, she like collects items for her voodoo doll, which include, by the way, did I not catch like a dish full of nail clippings that she... Yes. What yes. the hell is that all about? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Ambrose is wants to go on a date with that guy. Luke. Yeah. Luke, whatever hottie. Whatever hottie that was. Uh, and so he astro proje- astral projects yeah. with Hilda's help while Zelda is out. Is this where Zelda goes to uh, Faustus' wife's? She's going to be a midwife for Faustus's wife, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I didn't take these. I don't know where she was. <laughs> but anyway, so Amber, so Hilda can't uh, leave a, uh, Ambrose, and that's where yeah, uh, Wordwell goes around the house collecting like hair and nail clippings and and stuff, and then she she does her finger over the around the mirror. Yeah, she and then gets goes really gross. Her. She licks mm-hmm. her finger and runs it all over the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, but she goes home and does hers so she can, like, make a portal to where she can see from her mirror to their mirrors. Yeah, that was neat. It was pretty cool. But yeah, horrified by the collection of nail clippings. What is going on? Yeah, that was really gross. But why? What? What is up with this character? What are her motivations? What? What are her allegiances? What are are her intentions with Sabrina? Like, oh, is she protecting her? Is she a threat? Is she a friend? Is she a foe? I don't. From one episode to the other, it changes. Well, here's the notes I took on her. Okay, so she says she's a witch. And this is when she tells, when Sabrina, like, figures out that, you know, she was actually in her dreams. She tells Sabrina she's a witch. She was protecting, she's protecting her. She was sent by Edward. Um, which, but Sabrina's just like, well, why don't my aunts know about you? Why aren't you working with my yeah. aunts? Like, what? So she's obviously lying about this. She says she's from New Hampshire. She fell in love with a mortal, got kicked out of a coven. It's like, yeah, just like her mother, you know? So she's lying about that, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, and she admits that she uh, studied with her father. Um, and she says she's doing this because she was in love with him. And Sabrina says she's a liar. So I don't know if you can you you should believe any of that. To me, I didn't think any of that was real. I think she's just trying to win Sabrina over, trying to have that familial connection, like her aunts have her. Um, then yeah, she tries to help in the mines with Harvey. Sabrina tells her to go away, and then she shows up uh, with uh, the ants and like, hey, I'm here. And everybody's just believing what she's saying. Uh, but Zelda actually uh, starts not to trust her. Um, so she does help with the exorcism. Um, I like when she tells Sabrina to uh, speak in a loud, clear voice. And Sabrina says, always. So it's kind of like a bonding moment. And then 
<clears throat> after she is about to leave, th- Sabrina actually thanks her. So it's like she's winning Sabrina over. But uh, um, so, but I mean, we find out her intentions here. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, she she goes and she's spying on um, Sabrina at the Witch Academy. Faustus is like, no, nope, this is my place. Go cause some disruption. Uh, you know. Uh, for the people around Sabrina. So we find out that she is the one that uh, caused Uncle Jesse to be possessed. And then Uncle Jesse like preys on Harvey, Roz, and Susie's fears. And she also causes trouble for Faustus by bringing Prudence to meet Desmelda in the woods in the Feast of Feasts episode. So she's like just causing chaos everywhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's not exactly listening to Faustus. But she's also doing stuff to cause problems. I mean, and then yeah, like her. We finally at the end we see her uh, eating a pizza boy for Thanksgiving. Uh, which, by the way, I believe that pizza boy was on Riverdale as a pizza boy. So <laughs> we actually have a crossover. Wow, Riverdale pizza boy, Sabrina. I'm just gonna live Google it right here. Yeah, Ben Button. Shows up as the unnamed pizza delivery boy. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was wondering don't, if the call dropped. Don't click it or anything. Uh, anything because I just got. But I already know some stuff from the comics, so it's not a spoiler for really for me. Um, yeah, during the second season of Riverdale, Ben was taking music lessons and having an affair with Ms. Grundy. Mm-hmm. And he also acted as a drive-in vendor in Riverdale during the first season. So uh, his name is Ben on Riverdale, and it's Ben on Sabrina. So same character. <laughs> okay. So, huh? Okay. So. Uh, and wasn't Mrs. Got- Grundy living in Greendale? Like, wasn't because she she moved to a different town, right? Maybe so. The 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 um the teacher that Archie was hot mm-hmm. for. <laughs> yeah. So. so is Ben Button going to be in the episodes more? Oh, no, you said he got eaten. He got eaten, but, remember? <laughs> oh, never mind. I was going to say, did you get spoiled on that he's going to be a bigger character? But I guess not. No, it's it's more of a uh, Ward Bell spoiler. Uh, oh, but I already okay. know some oh, stuff from the comics. So now, so. You, now you know her thing? <laughs> well, I, nothing I already know. Oh. You know, I, I really, it, it really makes it tough when, like, you know, side rant here. When they release a series to binge on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, all these like articles come out about them, like not even a week later. And it's like, it's all these like bloggers or, you know, entertainment writers that have just binged through the entire thing and gotten a bunch of like stuff they want to write about and to start releasing all this stuff. You know, they keep some of the headlines cryptic, but it's like whenever you want to look for something, like just just now when I was, if I didn't know, yeah, everything is spoilery. Everything's spoilery. You got to wait. Yeah, the the article about the outfits, like the best outfits from the series, like the the first few I've seen, and then I was like, crap, I'm spoiled on uh, costumes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of stopped before it went on, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, there is an there is a costume breakdown out there, folks. If you want to check it out, uh, if you join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group, uh, Steph has posted some fun Riverdale articles, Riverdale articles, Sabrina articles. <laughs> yeah, the costumes are fantastic. I love them. Yeah, you know, with the production design, it's all good. 
My fourth point is... Sweet, sweet Netflix money. (laughs) Yeah. My fourth point is The Exorcism, uh, which I thought was kind of uh, cool that, um, like... I like that Harvey was busy with the friends Uh while Sabrina was off at the Witch Academy or whatever. Or, oh, this is when she was supposed to be doing the... Something with the lottery, or st- I don't know what she was doing. She was busy doing something else while well, Harvey. Kinda, no, the lottery is at the next episode. So it's Harvey while she and- was at the Witch Academy. Huh? It's while she was at the Witch Academy. Okay, Susie and Roz. Roz. So Susie has a sick uncle Jesse uh, who saw a monster in the mines, and she is somehow like responsible for taking care of this uncle that is like. Uh, I don't know. Bedridden. Bedridden, but yet also, like, has lost his mind. <laughs> um, and so, when, but it sparks Harvey's interest because he's seen something in the mines, too. So when he goes and visits Uncle Jesse, he says, He's going to eat your souls. Um, and it attacks Harvey, and then Susie knocks him out. So they tie him to the bed, and it looks very much like an exorcism. And I knew the title an exorcism in Greendale was coming up. I was like, Oh, okay. So they're going to exercise this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we had known an a episode or two before Yeah, that Susie had this uncle. Is this the episode where we find out that Harvey's family were witch hunters? Uh, that comes later. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to like talk about the plot line over the episodes and I'm sticking to one episode. Um, but I was kind of going in chronological order, I guess, but no, it's this, sh- it's this episode when we discover that Harvey lounges around in an unnecessary belly shirt, uh, which I wasn't a fan yes. of. Yes. Um, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Boys don't wear shirts like that. <laughs> I guess if he got the abs, he can do it. But <laughs> I mean, uh, that was so gratuitous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this demon is uh, preying on Roz and Susie and Harvey because of their respective fears. Like uh, Susie is being called an abomination because of the way she dresses and the way she, you know, whatever her proclivities are, or whatever her tomboyishness. Yeah, she's not. Well, just you know, like the boys, uh, like uh, the athletes, pulled her shirt up, yeah, like because she's not feminine enough or something or whatever. And Roz is being made blind for her lack of faith. Um, so we now the, the blindness thing kind of ties into here that something's going on to affect her, um, and we find out later. Um, <laughs> I love that she goes to the eye doctor. Uh, shout out to Jen. Uh, she goes to the eye doctor, and the doctor is called Dr. Spectre, which <laughs> it's like Spectre is, you know, supernatural, but also like spectacles, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the kids start getting haunted by Susie's uncle. Um, uh, so Sabrina gets involved, and she does a little uh, astral projection on her own, and Jesse says... The demon inside Jesse says he's that Jesse was a sodomite, and you know he's, he's now he's going to corrupt. He, he was corrupt, so now he's going to corrupt her friends. And uh, then he pukes and it goes through her little astral body, and he says, "You're not even here. How rude!" <laughs> and that's when she starts to choke, and um, uh, she says that it was. It feels like it was slithering down her throat. Or the demon was. 
Um, so yeah, Sabrina wants to go to the mines with Harvey. Harvey wants a map. He says this isn't the Goonies, or she says that. I just thought that was funny. <gasps> a nod to Johnny Depp's character in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Harvey wears a uh, appears wearing a crop T-shirt, bearing the number uh, ten and a pair of old headphones. That's right. Yep, I remember that. That's that funny. makes sense. Okay. Yep. <laughs> now it does make sense. Uh, yeah, Harvey gets scared as she gives him a kiss for being the bravest. Um, and we do pan away. We see in the background. It looks like the Dark Lord is just kind of standing around down there. Uh, I, I don't know. Could you see that like in the background? Well, you did. You probably don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was very apparent. Uh, Susie's father talks to a social worker about Jesse dressing up as a kid. And they're going to take Jesse to an asylum. And Susie, of course, is feeling very, very involved because, you know, she likes dressing up or, you know, keeping her hair cropped. And, you know, she likes what she likes to wear. We find out um, the demon's name is Apophis. Um, So, yeah, I did like this um, Sabrina asking him Faustus about exorcism. And Faustus says we don't do exorcism because that's a Catholic thing. Yeah, you would call upon the false god mm. to do it. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, because you're asking for God to take care of this demon, yada yada yada. Uh, Satan wouldn't be interested in that. She's <laughs> like, yeah, demon it up, possess all you want. Um, also, if you kill Jesse, it might jump to another body uh, to banish. You got to exorcise. You can't do that. Um, So, yeah, Wardwell helps with that. Zelda comes in. I love Zelda. Like, Wardwell's calling upon all these witches, and Zelda comes in and calls upon all the Spellman ancestors. Mm -hmm. And then um, they bury whatever giant worm he vomits onto the floor. It's pretty gross. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Well, when Wardwell took the gross slug worm thing... I got a feeling, oh, we can't trust her. What is she nope. going to do? Because they've spent this episode uh, making us think that Wordwell is a friend. But then, in the end, we find out that Wordwell killed Jesse yep. to hide some secret. Why, why did she why did she kill Jesse? She thanks Jesse, and mm-hmm. she says it will be apocalyptic when the prophecy is fulfilled. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> And what does that even mean? Uh, so, and then she uses a, a voodoo doll to kill him. So, another voodoo doll. Yeah. So that was sad because you know Susie's so disappointed because we spent all that time and energy trying to save Jesse, and he just died in the end. And also, it's like at the end we see that she is uh, she's wearing a dress. Mm. She says she's not an abomination and she won't be one. So is she quote unquote corrupted or did this affect her in a real way where she's. It scared her so much that she's going to assimilate like she's supposed, like society tells her she's supposed to Mm -hmm. or what? My fifth point is about which Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, Wait, let's go back to. Oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, the thing about Jesse. I mean, it, that was sad that we spent all this time thinking that we uh, that he was going to be okay. And then in the end, Wordwell killed him. But we didn't know him. No. You know, it wasn't a character that we had. We weren't invested. The only way we were invested in Jesse was through Susie. Yep. We knew that he'd be sent to an asylum. And once he was exercised, he might still be like punished for something that... 
that he didn't have any part of and and also the whole thing where you know he was a an abomination for wanting to dress like a woman you know um and so i don't know i i felt sympathy for him but yeah we didn't really know him mm-hmm. i felt bad for him in wardwell scene like he was just like what 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 even he doesn't even know what happened um and then it turns out that he you know they say that he had a heart attack during an eye and it's not true um so I love this whole thing where she, she Sabrina's going to bring Harvey inside her house, but then she notices there's disgusting lamb entrails like all over the door. <laughs> and oh yeah, the door is marked because they're one of the fourteen selected to hold the feast of feasts. Uh, honors the sacrifice that Sister Freya made, the youngest and strongest witch back in the day, who um, offered her own body to eat. Yeah, <clears throat> times are tough back in the back in the day. This it's really weird when it, and it's it's like uh, okay it's just like us saying that people who worship the devil are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you, we can say that we respect people's freedom to whatever religious beliefs that they hold, but it's another thing to really to to not just. Um, judge people or uh, for their uh, weird, you know, cultural beliefs and, uh, you know, uh, heritage or whatever religious um, rituals that they perform, you know, like, like, um, you know, the Day of the Dead, the Mexican yeah. holiday. Is, it, is that it? The, yeah. You know, like, like, ooh, the. Well, if you were raised in that, if you fully under, you have to fully understand where they're coming from, and it's not so weird. And when you fully understand it, then you see it from a different um, perspective. So, but it's just so weird that a young witch is going to just be so happy, happily uh, sacrificed, and just feel like it's such an honor. Yeah, and. You know, it, they play the uh, Vikings theme song at the end of the previous episode, what? and in the sh- yes, really? the Vikings uh, theme song, and in the show Vikings, they um, they have human sacrifice, and it's just like this, like yeah. oh, it is such an honor to give up your life yeah. for for this. And you're watching it thinking, oh, my God, that's so freaky. That's so crazy. Oh, ah. <laughs> but uh, that's just the way it is in there. You know, what is it that we do that other people would think that is crazy that you do that? Yeah, I guess it's like it was started out as a necessity. And now it's and, and and there's they also mentioned the fact that, you know, Edward banned it, so it was gone for a while, and then Faustus had some sort of like revelation and then brought it back. Yeah. So it's like they went for a time where they did not do such a thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know. Well how then many also in this when be? he had to kill the girl, he was like, Oh you know, uh he I had this revelation and he told me to bring it back just because he wanted to. Like <laughs> it really wasn't based in you know, it's just kind of like the Handmaid's Tale, where the the men, the patriarchy, is just mm-hmm. doing things be- to benefit themselves, but but 
saying that it's because of religion when it's really not. Right. Um, <clears throat> so Sabrina volunteers this tribute <laughs> to to make Zelda be like, "Oh, this is barbaric," but Zelda yeah, to doesn't. come to her, come to her senses. Right. Mm-hmm. They burn papers, and this was this whole paper burning scene was kind of confusing. I was like, "What's going on?" Like. Everybody's papers burn out, but Sabrina's and Prudence's, but then Prudence is picked, and I'm like, huh? But it's later they say, oh, Sabrina's actually the handmaiden, like the shepherd. Like, Prudence is the queen at the lamb, and the handmaiden has to be the shepherd. So Prudence has to get spoiled by by Sabrina, who's got a weight on her. And uh, Prudence wants a warm buttermilk bath and macaroons. Um Oh, I like that Ambrose was taken with her. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love some of the music choices during this. They played Velvet Underground's Venus and Furs. Uh, mm-hmm. And they also played uh, Fiona Apple's Criminal during mm-hmm. this. I love some of the soundtracks. Of this because show. Prudence is such a sultry, sexy yeah. character. It fits mm-hmm. with her. And Prudence is, Sabrina is challenging her, but Prudence says she's going to be an every witch and then will be... You know, have a seat right next to the Dark Lord with all the other queens. So, like, she knows, she just thinks she's going to go on, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it says it's, she says it's sad that Sabrina doesn't have any faith in anything. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like sacrificing yourself and you're going to have, what is it, so many virgins in heaven. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sabrina says she doesn't know what happens after death, but she believes in life. And so she invites uh, Prudence to go to the high school and that she'll have boys to torment there and might find the meaning of life. Um, Sabrina introduces Prue to the gang and Prue finds out that Harvey's family killed witches and she immediately wants blood atonement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. How convenient that we're getting Prudence over at the high school with the norm- with the normies, with the regular <laughs> yeah. people, with the buggles. <laughs> What is Sabrina and, thinking that? <laughs> huh? Well, I guess she wants Prudence to see her side of things, her 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 own life, and that yeah. you know it's it's not all like she's trying to get her out of a cult almost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Trying to open her eyes. Yeah, they have this. What they're supposed to do a a project on like Ancestry. their heritage or where their again. It's can- another thing that Wardwell sets in motion. You know, mm. to torment Harvey. Um, so Wardwell, um, well, uh, Prue says just, it totally, uh, equates Harvey as being a witch hunter and, uh, they, so Sabrina takes, uh, Prudence to Wardwell and she says they have to go, they, she has an idea to go to this witch in the woods named Desmelda that turned down her queenship. So they go there and Desmelda has a crazy eye, um, but she says she ran for a priest all the tributes uh, were 14 or younger, and she was to be violated, um, not just eaten. And uh, Yeah. And Sabrina says that, you know, maybe Faustus is corrupt. I mean, how can you trust him? And Prudence just trusts him. Yeah. And it's like Faustus can say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what the Dark Lord wants, and I'm his, I'm his um, intermediary. I'm his... Uh, what do you call oh poot in Islam? Uh, Muhammad. Yeah, uh, 
Oh, I'm so tired. My brain is shifted. <laughs> um, his um, the person that like represents him on Earth. So, or like the Pope. I know the mind of God. I know what mm-hmm. he wants. So, yeah, like how do you trust that? You just have to blindly trust it. So um, while in the while in the woods, they stumble upon the Kinkle family out hunting. And Harvey having to shoot this gigantic deer, and it turns out that the deer was a uh, was a familiar, and, mm. uh, so they have to protect the familiar from being discovered. In this kind of tense scene where they're all standing around them, um, and I thought it was kind of, it was interesting that Harvey was like not interested in hunting, but he had to. He was forced by his family to do this. I, I thought this was a good question. Um, you know, Sabrina, like. Prudence still wants that blood atonement, and um, Sabrina's like, "No, you, you know, you got to believe me. Harvey is a good person." And Prudence throws back in her face, "Why is your faith more important than mine?" Which I think mm. is cool. Um. So yeah, we find out that uh, Constance uh, did a big spell on the sluts. As she says, <laughs> um, "The weird sisters are conspiring against her children." Uh, kill one, and the other will be of no. The others will be of no consequence. And um, so, um, Sabrina sets this thing up with Prudence, where they have Hilda bake a cake, and the cake makes them tell the truth. And Faustus, you know, Sabrina immediately takes uh, advantage of this and drills Faustus. Why reinstate the feast of feasts? He says he prefers the old ways. And Constance admits um, she won't miss Prudence. Um, that Prudence is a bastard, and she admits to enchanting the uh, goblet of fire. I mean, uh, the ballot, ballot <laughs> box. Um, and uh, Faustus is out- outraged, and Prudence asks if he's just, he's uh, her father, and he says he is. Uh, uh, that was a uh, an interesting scene because we get a different side of Faustus. Mm-hmm. He's more human. I was surprised. I was surprised that um, you know, under truth, this truth cake, like he does come across as being more faithful than like he's not putting on an air. He's he he truly believes this stuff. You know. Also, that like what happened to her mother? Oh, her mother. Her, Prudence's mother died because she threw herself in a river because Faustus wouldn't marry her, which is crazy. Um, so Sabrina says he should renounce the feast, or the truth is going to get out. But Prudence says she still wants to sit on the throne of skulls. <laughs> so at the Feast of Feasts, Prudence gets her throne. Faustus ends the Feast of Feasts, but there's this fanatic we've seen throughout the episode. Stands up, slits her own throat, um, and then all the witches descend on her and eat her. Gross. And, and then after Sabrina asks Zelda if uh, she would have let her be sacrificed, and Zelda admits that she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, so Zelda's not as faithful. Right. She does love Sabrina. She would choose Sabrina over the dark. What? Lord. Lord, master. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> All right. So those are my five points. You want to hear some of the uh, the random oh, Bits here and there, or did you have Wait, anything you wanted to talk about? This episode was based on the lottery by Shirley Jackson. Ah, there you go. They even said lottery. Mm. 
Uh, some of my random notes. I like that these guys have film discussions in this uh, bookstore coffee place. <laughs> I love that they're talking about the fly, and then later we see Roz and Susie watching Carnival of Souls. I love that there's like you know movie buffs. Yeah. But these kids know stuff. They're not just, um, you know, sheltered, shallow <laughs> children. They like no stuff. Uh, I did note that Sabrina does call Harvey on a payphone from Witch Academy. So Witch Academy has a payphone, and mm-hmm. Harvey has a cell phone. <laughs> mm, I did. I noticed that uh, while he was in the bed, he was on a cell phone. Uh, we didn't mention – well, we mentioned Ambrose's astral projection date, but I thought that was kind of cool with the psychopomps, these little tiny sparrows that start showing up. And we find out that he's under house arrest because he tried to blow up the Vatican, mm. which I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Like, wow, I guess, yeah. Um, also, we meet the owner of Cerebus Books. Uh, his name is Dr. Emil Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to see Alessandro Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, I saw him on IMDb. I knew he would show up. Uh, oh, and I loved it. Uh, Mildred. Mildred. Who's Mildred? Damn Mildred it. was the Hildred. woman that was the fanatic that offered herself up to be so Okay, famous. I just looked at that on IMDb. It was still stuck in my brain. Uh, Hilda. I love that Hilda has to dress up in costumes at Dr. <laughs> yes. Cerebus's uh, store. So and cute. one of those, one of the little cliffhangers for the next episodes is that Hilda slips a little love potion into Luke's latte. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, I love that we got to see Michael Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, who of it's course, Harvey's grandfather. Yeah, of course he's. Of course he is the grandpa. He talks about the hill people tunneling, and they scared the town folks, so they were gotten rid of, and yeah, they murdered all the witches. We meet Roz's Nana Ruth, who is played by L. Scott Caldwell, Rose from mm-hmm. Lost, shows up. Yes. <laughs> and it turns out, like, oh my god, even more information. She starts talking about the cunning, which is the power that helps her see things, which I guess is the shining. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the family members go blind and that, as they get their powers, and Roz is going to be getting her powers soon. Um, Hawthorne actually in Hilda's dream makes a play for Hilda, but in real life he makes a play for Wardwell. Mm. He invites her to his house for Thanksgiving, and she says maybe next time because she's thinking she's going to get some pizza. Boy, I guess. <laughs> um, some other loose threads here. Uh, Sarah Jane Redman is shows up. Uh, you know she's uh, the mother. Yes. She's got her son's ashes. She gets their son's ashes. She said she found a box with occult objects and that maybe Luke, or not Luke, Connor was murdered by a satanic cult and Ambrose asked her to bring him the box. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, and then all of a sudden we find out that she was killed. Uh, she, she and her husband uh, killed themselves rather. So mm-hmm. that probably, they probably were murdered, huh? I'm thinking. By Wordwell? I'm not sure. Yeah, something fishy's going on there. His body had a witch's mark. It was a possibly a witch or a warlock that didn't know that they had powers. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Guess we'll find out more. Um, 
also, okay, so yeah, Nana Rose says that they got the cunning after an ancestor accused someone of being a witch, and now the Walker women are cursed with blindness. Did they did did the curse give them the cunning, or did they have it before? It's, yeah, that's another question that's up in the air. Uh, oh, also, um, Harvey and Sabrina talk, and she says that Harvey, you know, he, he he's all sad from this hunting trip or whatever, and she says that he wouldn't even hurt a fly. And they mm-hmm. hug, and she actually whispers the spell, and we don't really know what that spell is. Hmm. So I'm not sure if she's basically, I, I'm assuming she cast a spell that he wouldn't hurt a fly, like he actually was incapable of hurting anything. Maybe she was worried. I don't know. Also, uh, Susie is visited by her ancestor, Dorothea. Mm-hmm. Or was it a dream? Or was it Wardwell? I, I, <laughs> that's kind of not resolved either. So that's... And of course, the Agatha and Dorcas... <laughs> Dorcas. Uh, smashing the voodoo dolls of the Kinkle brothers with these giant rocks. Oh, yeah. Let sticks and stones break the witch hunter's bones. So... Maybe it was a protection spell over Harvey. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll be fine, but his family will be uh, hurt. All right, so that's all of my notes. And, uh, wow, just, just under an hour. Um, we'll be talking about the rest of Sabrina, or maybe just me. I'll be talking about it, and Steph will be interjecting. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's quite all right. I'm so tired. This is, you know, it's so dark for so long, and it just makes me tired. And then no, this new job, no. getting up. At, I wake up at two. I'm just picking. We're we're doing Redemption Cast first at night, so yeah, we're we're so up late. So thank. So you. next week, the burial, the returned man, and the witching hour, and that the will be hour. it. Yes, three more, just three episodes to talk about. So we'll get those done. And we'll move on to our next series. Decide to what we're going to do after that. All right. Thanks for listening to us again. Thanks for listening. My voice is going because I'm so tired. We don't want to wait on Twitter. Just at we don't want to wait. Facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group. And hopefully, eventually, a website. I am working on it. Or I'm planning on it. (laughs) I'm not doing any work right now. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.